Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm your host, Amy Ravel. And good day to you, Amy. I am Kirsty Thompson. Not even Thompson. I'm Kirsty. Wow, you had a moment. Oh, that happens more times than not, actually. Really? I've no. never accidentally said my maiden name. Really? No, ever. Not even once. Wow. Yeah. You're a special child. I am very much. I could not wait to change to a surname where I didn't have to spell it for everyone. And then I had to spell it for everyone because they always think it's one L. Mm. And they think it's Revel, not Revel. Yes. Anyway, we are anyway. talking today about <laughs> old diaries. But I thought since Kirst, we're still recording in ISO, tell us about what your last week has been like. What clients have you seen? What kind of spaces have you been decluttering? Give us all the decluttering goss. Okay. Well, in the last week, as you're listening to it, or, you know, if you listen when it drops on Monday, it has been Amy's 40th birthday, but as we're recording, it has not yet been. And you really did want to make a whole episode of your birthday. So I thought that I would should start off by saying happy 40th birthday, Amy. Thank you. Congratulations. I made it. Nobody killing you before now. The way that you said that seems to insinuate it would be someone I knew rather than someone I didn't. Oh, no, I definitely did. I definitely meant somebody you knew. Yeah. Like your mum or your husband or me <laughs> or your sisters. It is great to be alive and healthy at 40, I can tell you that. <laughs> yes. And we um, are very grateful that you are in our lives, Amy. So thank, thank you for being in all of our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Fun, fun tell days. Us, tell us about what turning 40 means to you. Oh, gosh, put me on the spot. Um, mm-hmm. I think it just is celebrating getting older. Like I really like that I get to get older. Um, I quite like my ISO hair. I'm very grey and I've always coloured my hair to try and co- not cover the grey. Like I've always just put in highlights to kind of blend in with the silver. 
And I think now that I'm 40, I might just embrace it. I don't think I'm going to spend hours at the hairdresser getting my hair coloured all the time. I might just do a rinse every now and again. We'll see how I go. But I am feeling very grateful that I get the privilege and honour of getting old. And I think I'm really quite embracing that this year as I turn 40 and not going, oh, 40's a new 30. It's not. It's 40 and I'm loving it. Yes, that is the gift. That's the gift of being 40, my friend. Yes. Yeah, you don't give a whoopee about what other people think anyway not that I really did before let's be honest no you're a number eight on the Enneagram you yeah, have don't never care. cared <laughs> no I don't care <laughs> it's interesting um if we so today's episode is about old diaries and calendars and so there will be people who are my age who have kept a calendar for every year they've been alive. So they may, you may have a stash of 40 diaries or 40 calendars um, or 40 of those flip chart day of the year little quotey things. Mm. And we want to talk to you today about why you might keep them, why you might decide to let go of them and some stories around that. Yeah. So I think that for you young ones who are listening today, <laughs> you like, may What's a diary? have... Yeah, you may have had them when you were very young, but now you think that you don't understand how people could keep a physical calendar or a physical diary. And then there's some people who are more mature than us even. Really? Is that possible? Uh, No, in age. Oh, okay. Right. And definitely (laughs) in in, um, behaviour. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, They may still be, that may be their only form of keeping track of what's Mm. happening in their life currently. Um, So I think this is a very broad spectrum of people that we might be speaking to. Yeah. And I feel like I've moved through a lot of stages of diary keeping. The way that I use a diary and also whether or not I keep them at the end of a financial year have changed Um, or at the end of a calendar year even. Depends whether you're a financial year calendar person or a calendar year calendar person. Kess, what do you use to keep track of the goings on in your life? So as a, a scheduling diary. This will come as no surprise to our regular listeners only my phone. Yep. I think I would actually be completely lost without my phone. Uh, we've been, Jared and I have been saying that for a long time. It's your third arm. Yes. I was writing the course because we're updating our course, our Head, Heart and Home course um, for relaunch later in the year. And I was writing about phones and how, because they're always on us, they're so um they're so easy to do everything on. Mm. Um, I won't give it the exact context that it was written in, but yeah, it was just reminded me that I had just been writing about how our phones are so prevalent. Mm. Yes. So yes, I use my only the calendar on my phone and I think you that sync with, it with Simon, don't you? Yeah, I sync it with Simon. Yeah. And I sync it with you. You do. Yes. So um, I'm my two husbands, (laughs) my two partners. No, my two partners. Sorry. I used a gendered word. My two partners. Um, So I'm fairly similar. So in terms of my everyday activity and client sessions and stuff is all on my um, phone. We use a Google calendar. I have one that's shared with Jack. So she's got when she has client bookings and stuff, I put them in there for her. 
got one that shared with you and one that shared with Cal. What I also, and that, then all our family things go in there, so basketball trainings and family activities and all that all goes in. What I also have is a paper diary that sits at my desk and never leaves my desk. And the only things that go in there are client sessions. So the reason I do that is because I try really hard not to see more than three physical clients a week. Um, and that's just part of my own management of my chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. I find that that's kind of the best mix for me. I can push it to four occasionally. But I find that in my digital diary, it's easy for me to see a day free and put someone in. And so by having the paper diary, it is a way of accountability. And it also is helpful for me to see forward um, and go, okay, well, when I look at a week of August, I just find it easier when I'm on the phone to a client to use the paper diary. So I do use it for that. And then I record little notes like this is the invoice number or this is how many hours we saw them for. So it's easy for me to prepare invoices at the end of the week. But most of it is on Ziphone. And you could, if you were motivated or inspired, you could change that habit to oh, just yeah. being digital. Easily. Yeah. I just choose not to. I don't ever look yeah. at my um, calendar on my computer. I only ever look at it on my phone. So if I wanted to be able to see a week at a time clearly, I'd just use the computer. But I quite like having that paper diary there that I can see, okay, three clients and that's that's important. And then the next week, three clients. <laughs> so it is really a measure of accountability and habit rather than the need for the diary because it's always in my electronic diary. Mm. Did you use like did you use paper diaries growing up, Kirst? No, I am no. not one for regular habits. <laughs> surprise! So, um, yes, yeah, surprise! I never kept a journal. I never really kept a diary. The only diary I did have was during high school when I did need to know what class I was going to when and like when assignments were due and when I went to high school many, 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 many moons ago that we didn't have phones and so that was the only way to keep mm. track of when assignments were due and we didn't have the internet so you couldn't even like hop on and look at when that class wanted that assignment due. You had How to write it in your diary. You? Uh, just a few years older than you, my friend, so <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, we used to get school-issued diaries um, and I was always a diary person, even before high school, is I would have a diary that, so when I was younger, I would write like what we had for dinner, what friends I played with, I feel like it became a diary slash journal. And so I'd record those type of things when we went on holidays, when we went swimming, like all of those types of things. And then once I got to high school, I was a complete diary nerd. Like it became a full track of my life. You could pick up my diary and see who I saw when and what phone conversations I'd had and what we had for snacks after school. Like it was the works, colourful little doodles. I swear I was bullet journaling before bullet journaling was a thing. Um, <laughs> and I really struggled to move from paper diary to electronic diary. And I used to work for a guy who was adamant that he wanted everything electronic and he didn't want me to use a paper diary. So he gave me a Palm Pilot. And so everything would go in there and it had a little stylus and you tick, 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 tick. And it was about the size of, oh, it was like a mini brick. It was not little. You couldn't put it in your pocket. It really had to go in a handbag. And I hated it. Like it was just so annoying. It didn't sync to anything. It was just putting everything in this Palm Pilot. So I was very happy 
to return that when I no longer worked for him um, and go back to the paper diary until really I started in business and went, okay, it's time to have my diary on my phone so it's with me all the time, not just at home. Yes, I have a um, beautiful friend who still only uses a paper diary mm. and a paper calendar, actually only a paper calendar, like Ooh. not even a diary that she carries around with her but a paper calendar on her wall. So she can't make plans with you until she gets home. I think she that forgets. she's not alone. She's absolutely, I think there's going to be lots oh, no, of our listeners that say, yes, we only keep things. Because so many of my clients have the paper calendar on the wall. You would be the same, not you personally, but your clients. <laughs> and <laughs> you look at it and you like smile when you see your name on like the 11th of June. It's like Amy with a smiley face. You're like, oh, that's, I'm in their diary. But that's how their family communicates is the yeah. paper calendar. And some people are really visual people. And some people are not. So some people need that visual reminder and that, um, yeah, so like some people need those calendars that have every family member on them <laughs> and where yes. they're going at every, you know, every after school. Yeah, we tried those. No, it didn't work for our family because it comes with pretty stickers and they're really pretty designs. I thought, oh, that would look lovely and I never, ever kept up with it. So binned it in the end. Mm. And so this episode isn't so much about what you're currently doing, more what you do with old ones. Mm. So what has been some of the things that your clients have said to you when you've said, ah, oh, look at this calendar from 1998, let's let go of that? Yes, I think that the challenges I have with clients' calendars versus diaries is a little different. The calendars I feel like people keep because they've bought a calendar they like and they like the pictures and they always think, oh, I thought I might get those frames one day or I might use them in paper crafts one day. And so they sit around not because of what's actually on the calendar side but what's on the picture side. And I usually just say to them, I think it's time if it's been sitting around for any more than 12 months, it's unlikely that you're going to go back and cut up the pictures of all your calendars and do something with them. So let them go if you're keeping it from a picture perspective. But when people keep their diaries, it's often because of what's written in them. Do you find the same? Yes. Or, um, and I had exactly this conversation with a client a couple of weeks ago about the picture calendar. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, okay, it's been several years and you haven't um, made it a priority to frame those Mm -hmm. beautiful pictures yet and I'm sure if that comes on your radar again and you would like to get pictures of the said city mm. um, you could probably find a calendar or you could download yeah. the pictures online now and you don't actually have to keep the ones that are in this calendar yeah. current because it's not even a current you know like no. it was years and had been transported and some of them weren't exactly in the best shape anymore mm -hmm. and so I just reminded her that there's other ways of achieving the same goal if that goal aligned with her current values and yes. current time value as well and the quality of the photos are only going to get better like you look at some of those calendars from the 80s and 90s and the color saturation is just so bland so there's always going to be something better if it's about framing it mm. and if it's about craft 
then I, it comes back to our many episodes on craft and hobbies is is that an aspirational thing and is that something that you haven't made time for now since finishing that calendar so is it really a priority for you and is mm. does it sit with your values as to how you're going to use your time at the I, moment I was with a client who um very proudly tell me that she'd been keeping the calendars because did I know that there's actually only 14 different variants of like our, I don't know if our calendar has a name, like the Judeo. Gregorian. Thank you. There's actually only calendar. 14 different patterns of the Gregorian calendar. And so a calendar that you used, say, in 2004, may be the exact same days and dates as you'll use again in 2020. <laughs> So she was like, well, actually only ever need 14 calendars. And I can, and I was like, is it worth you working out? Because it's not like it's that easy to work out. I mean, you'll probably Google it, but is it worth it for the, maybe the free calendar you could get from the chemist? <laughs> it's possibly hoarding calendars that you don't need if you're just going to rotate the 14 that you've got over and over and over and over. Yeah, and if your family members know that you love calendars, maybe that's one of yes. the Christmas gifts that they give you every year is they give you a calendar. Yeah. So then you're keeping all these calendars as well as acquiring new ones. And mm. so I think, yeah, it might be different if you tell everybody, no, I'm definitely recycling my calendars mm -hmm. and I know which one is for which year and you've got a specific purpose in mind. But if you're actually not doing that, and it's just an aspirational yes. idea. Which and, is, and that's, yeah. yeah, which it was for this client. It was yeah. an aspirational idea because there's nothing wrong with doing that if no. you're actually doing that. No, but I just Googled. So we were right. It is 14 different calendar patterns, but the calendar repeats a minimum gap of six years apart and a maximum gap of 40 years apart. <laughs> So it's not like every wow. 14 years they just roll through because I guess you were counting for leap years and that kind of thing. Yeah. So the calendar you bought in 1980 is now valid again this year, which means that I was born on a Thursday because oh. I was born in 1980. Oh, no, hang Excellent. on. No, hold on, hold on. Maximum of 40 years, not actually 40 years. I just, my whole brain just got a little bit excited oh. then. Because Emily asked me this morning what day of the week she was born on oh. and I couldn't off the top of my head remember. I remember Oliver's but I don't remember Emily's. I birthed so both of like, on a Friday. It was perfect timing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'll have to look that up, Emily. Yes. So. Well, sorry, I can't help you. I may be good at maths but my maths brain just went into a bit of overdrive. We have some amazing sponsors that help the art of decluttering get on the air every single week. We're on every podcast app, we're on YouTube, and we're even on the inbuilt podcast player in every new Ford car. So if you want to reach our growing community, we would love you to come on board as a sponsor. If that's of interest to you, email hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au and we will get our sponsorship kit straight out to you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now back to the show. Anyway, totally sidebarred on the Gregorian calendar rotation on that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I anyway. have come across just in the last week two different clients that keep all of their old paper diaries and still use a paper diary, so that's their current method of recording things, but have one has kept it for legal reasons that there's been some court cases and some legalities where they've actually recorded things in the diary. Yes. (laughs) And the other one was keeping it for medical reasons. So she'd been like, been to the doctor on this date, seen this specialist, diagnosed with. So both of them, totally different reasons, but literally kept every single paper diary that ever had. Yes. Is that the best way, Kirst? Or is there another way that we can reduce the clutter of that many diaries taking up space in your home? Um. You were born on a Wednesday, just letting you know. Thanks. <laughs> That's the best. And so was Emily. Oh, Wednesday babies. Yes. I'm sorry. So you heard nothing that I just said, did you? No, I did not. I, I can multitask in that way. So um, I have had very, very similar experiences and I was going to say that um, – there is definite reasons to keep diaries mm-hmm. um, and I but that also means that you need to be careful and be thoughtful about other about keeping them just in case. Mm. So I think if you know that you know you're in a court case, then you you know definitely, know that you need to keep those diaries but I would but I just want to encourage people that you don't necessarily have to keep your future diaries going forward just in case I get pulled into a court case exactly um so it's about um I think it totally depends on your profession Mm -hmm. and it depends on your circumstances um but I would just want to encourage you that there are other ways um, of knowing what you did and when you did it. Um, now, we're not lawyers and we're not judges, but I do want to pref- so I want to preface it with that. Because I um, did think you were a lawyer up until now. Yes, so no, I am so but glad. I also don't want you to come back and sue me because you were in a court case and you didn't have your diary. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, That's right. But I took my advice from a podcast, Your, your, your Honour. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just for that mindset of or just in case, I just yeah. want to argue, I just want to encourage you to that there will be other ways of knowing that now, yep. like, yep. and tracking that. And, be, and particularly the more and more we move into the digital age, the more and more um, court cases are going to be relying on tracking where you were and mm-hmm. tracking, you know, you've got emails and there's so much communication that we do on our phone now that can be tracked. And, you know, Big Brother is always watching that you is very different from what happened 
earlier even in this century and yeah. definitely last century. So just be mindful of um, just-in-case mm-hmm. um, mindset around things going forward. But my advice with um, how can you track that stuff differently, so I think both of those types of cases should be handled differently. So why don't we go with the lawyer aspect or the the diaries for a court case, Mm. um, then I would be going through those diaries and seeing and with the, in consultation with a lawyer Mm -hmm. and getting legal advice on that and figuring out what it is that you do need to keep. And if there, um, do you need to keep everything in it in, in its entirety or can you scan it or is there another way that will work for everybody mm-hmm. involved without having to actually keep every single thing? And, yeah, maybe maybe our listeners who are lawyers can advise us um, in our Facebook group mm-hmm. around that, that the legality of that. Um, the medical – f- sorry, keep going. Yeah, uh, and I think for medical stuff, that's different. What yeah. would you do differently for medical, Amy? Yeah, so um, we've, ha- we've had situations in our family where we've needed to look back and work out when we saw the specialists or whatever, particularly when the kids were little and, and unwell. What I found worked is if you need to have that kind of thing, just transfer it to a Google Doc. So you might do it at the end of a year. You just flick through the pages and if there's an important thing to note, you just have 2019 6th of June, um, endoscopy, 20th of July, gastroenterologist or whoever you're seeing and whatever that means. And so you've got that, but it's a document that just sits there. It's not a paper diary that is taking up a lot of space. Um, When it comes to keeping those diaries, I find that it becomes really difficult to get rid of a diary when you've had the habit of keeping them because I feel like people often say, but I've been keeping them for the last 20 years and they feel like they're letting themselves down or they're breaking Mm -hmm. what was a good habit. And so I think there has to be some common sense speaking to yourself and saying, what is the purpose of keeping these? Is it, have I ever gone back over them? Even if you wrote things like when friends came for dinner or whatever, like what value is that adding to you now the friends that you had for dinner in 2016? Is it adding any value or is it just space that's being taken up? Um, And there's a lot of fear around getting rid of diaries, but what if I need to know that? And I think just be really, again, honest with yourself and say, well, have I ever had to know that? Have I ever had to think, gee, I wonder what year it was that we had the birthday party at the skate rink? Like, does that matter? Or is it something that you're okay with letting go of. Like the diary is not the keeper of all information. There's information in so many other ways in your memory and other people's memories. So the advice then, Kirst, how do we get into getting rid of that first diary? You get your Elsa on. (laughs) Do we let go of the most recent or the oldest or all at once? Um, I would, it would depend on the person that I was working with. Um, but for listeners, I would be saying get rid of all of them. Yeah. You know, everything, get rid of everything. And weighing that up with 
exactly what you said. Is there another way of finding out that information if I need it again? Like, can I look through my Facebook posts and see when I posted about that? Mm. Or is there a photo of that party? Or when, you know, going back to the medical, like, is... I know I went to the specialist. Could I ring the specialist room and find exactly. out when it is that I've visited? And, oh, I need to know so I can look up an email that they sent me. Well, can you search in your email? Mm. Or is it thinking about, yes, it might be quicker to look at a diary and you might be able to flick through your diary for 10 minutes and find out um, and that might be quicker, but is that worth it? On balance, is it mm. worth the quickness of finding it in 10 minutes compared to taking up real estate and taking yep. up mental real estate as well that, oh, yeah, I've got these diaries and that's where I've got to remember to go mm. look for when I need to find out that information from uh, to, to give to another specialist. Yes. Like, I've got a little trick, Kirst, that may be helpful for some listeners that I've used um, with a client before that was a school teacher. And so she'd kept all her diaries. I would say it was probably 35 years of teaching, so she was retiring. Um, and she had them all and she couldn't bring herself to throw them all out. So what we did is we found a year, I think, I'm not sure if she was on long service leave. There was a year that the diary was really scant. So we flicked through it and we went, okay, there's nothing in this diary that requires us to keep it. Yep, she agreed. Okay, so let's get rid of that diary. And as soon as we broke the chain, she was like, oh, we'll get rid of them all now. If I don't have the full set, I don't want any of them. And I think mm. that there's something so powerful in breaking a set um, that gives releases the power of I should keep it because it all matches or I should keep it because I've never missed one. And as soon as you take one out, you're like, oh, well, now I don't care. So that might be something helpful for a listener who is in the same situation. Yeah. And I think by all means, go through and flick through the diary and see if there's anything really important. Note it down, you know, put it in a Google Doc or even take a photo of it or rip out that piece of paper yes. and keep it at, in a memento box because that piece of paper is special to you. Like, you know, if you're talking about like school diaries, maybe your girlfriend wrote you a really cute note and she's passed away since since then and so you would love a memory of her handwriting keep that piece of paper it does not mean that you need to keep the 365 day diary just because it has your precious beloved very missed friends handwriting mm. in that diary yeah. um, you know and you know maybe even write on the back of it or write on the piece of paper you know this is you know you know it was signed by Kat but it, she was then now afterwards known as Catherine and you know right you know this is Catherine's handwriting and she's really precious to me because we were friends you know like right yeah, and it was 1993 it on the piece of paper yeah yeah and it was not you know 1993 and you know so write that down so that you can remember it and other people who go through your stuff can know why it was important to you to keep that and yeah. they can make decisions you know when you're past or you know whenever you need to, whenever somebody else might be looking at yeah. it, they can know why it was important to you. So I think it is like, I think that that whole concept of taking apart the whole is really helpful, even in terms of just one diary. Mm, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, Kirst, the way that I do it. So as I said, I've got that paper diary just for client bookings is once I've had my tax done, I get rid of that 
last year's diary. So I keep it just to put in my little tax pack in case there's something I need to flick back to and then it goes. So I found that to be a really helpful trigger is tax return diary goes. Yes, and that's what I was going to mention, that diaries are often kept by people um, for tax purposes as well. Um, Maybe you recorded your car mileage in it or your expenses or, you know, some people I work with um, say that that's why they need to keep it. And again, maybe it is about finding an electronic way of recording that information yeah. or um, putting it all into a spreadsheet at the end of the tax year so that you don't need to keep the physical diary mm. and you've just got a spreadsheet that um, is so much easier to keep. Um, or And even if you print it out, it's only a couple of pages compared to a diary to be kept for your tax purposes. But yes, please, when we're talking about letting go of things, please keep in mind your um, legal obligations for keeping things. Yep. And as you can hear, like Kirsten, I have no problem with using a physical diary. Like if that's what works for you, it's just about whether or not you need to keep them, particularly when... Yes they're actually of very little use to you. So um, different to a journal, we'll talk about journals another day, but in terms of calendars and diaries, let them go, baby. Give yourself some freedom. Mm. Anything else you want to add on that, Kirst? No, I can't wait to hear the discussion in our Facebook group around this, whether or not you keep your diaries, you keep your calendars and why it is that you keep them. And maybe this conversation that Amy and I have had um, has inspired you to let go of things or has inspired you um to keep them for another purpose um or and reminded you why you needed to keep them Mm. whatever i'd love to i can't wait for this conversation (laughs) kirst we just wanted to um give a shout out to a couple of people in today's episode who we've had two new patreon supporters this week we wanted to thank beth jenkinson and gnomes booker who have both become Patreon supporters. We are so, so grateful for your financial support, um, your encouragement and becoming part of our team. So if you would like to come on board, Patreon is a supporter listener platform that allows you to come on board for as little as a dollar a month to support creatives in podcasting, in artistry, in comedy, um, in music. And I have a podcast review, Amy. It's from Kylie, Kylie Angel. I was only done yesterday as well. So excited. I'm not even sure you will have had time to read this. I have not. (laughs) So it says, changed my life. I cannot thank you ladies enough for your podcast. In 2018, I had my third baby in three and a half years. Wow. Go Kylie. What an amazing, amazing woman you are. My house is reflected the state of my head and there was clutter everywhere. I felt completely overwhelmed. I found your podcast and slowly started working through my house a bit at a time. Every piece of clutter that I let go of freed up some space in my head and heart. Mm. Two years on, I am living far more intentionally. My kids have learnt to respect the possessions we have and can clean up because everything has a home. I'm a better mother because I feel less overwhelmed and I finally found freedom that I didn't have even before the kids came along thank you so much (laughs) oh my gosh Kylie you are why we do what we do this is why we have a podcast is for you not for people like you for you it is worth it if you were the only person listening to our podcast that you could get that kind of breakthrough um 
And I know there are many other people with Kylie's story. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you, Kylie. I feel like since I made my commitment to leave reviews on podcasts that I listen to that we're getting more reviews. I think people are like, oh, well, if Amy set aside a couple of hours and did her reviews, then all right, I'll leave you a review too. So thank you to those who have left reviews. (laughs) Kate even mentioned you leaving the review on two Ps yesterday. Did she? I haven't listened to that episode yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She calls you out as one of the person who left the review. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we hope that it's been helpful today that you guys can be really conscious of whether or not you want to keep your old diaries and calendars. We'd love to see a photo of them as they're going into the recycling bin. And we'll be back in your ears next week. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.